0: I died the year the big typhoon hit Miyazaki, South Japan, 1996. I was the brand new English teacher downtown at the big girls' high school, and they celebrated my arrival like I was a Nobel Prize-winning Doctor of Letters. Hundreds gathered in the gym. There was a stage, a microphone, tables under the basketball hoops. I wore a suit, spoke Japanese, had gel in my hair. And afterwards they came up and said I looked like a Hollywood movie star. Have you ever felt the center of the world? That's how I felt that one night. Center all right. Little did I know that this segment of the journey would end with my entering of the Japanese spirit world. The timing was good. I hated that job destroyed my soul. Randall Lawrence, Randaru Lorensu. probably the hardest foreign name ever there was for the Japanese tongue. Only 20 in whole class. It was school owner Hiro Kawakami, his finger up. He was referring to class size and I was being interviewed for a teaching job at his school. Alongside me, at a big dark chocolate mahogany table, was American Brad Harris, pronounced as Broad Hair Ass by Kawakami. Brad worked on the administrative side of things and he was in to help me out. To translate, I never knew foreigners could get these jobs. Brad did have exceptional Japanese skills Two contracts were on the table, one in Japanese, one in English, with mistakes you could see from across the table. Brad's work, possibly? I had come by bullet train or shinkansen, which means new line. I believe that's the translation. Bullet train, the English being more interesting a name and possibly more accurate in this case. I had come from Hiroshima that morning. That's right, the site of the dropping of the atomic bomb on a civilian population. One of the two sites, the other being Nagasaki, down south here. The feeling was often that the war was yesterday when you lived in Japan. The job was offering 4,000 American dollars, double Hiroshima's salary. Money. The word money. Why do we ignore the poets? Is it because they have no job? Or that they live in la-la, ideality land? And what is it they say? What they say is to walk away. Don't go after money. I couldn't. Poverty. Poverty tore your soul out. There's too much of it. And weren't the foreigners primarily here for money? Weren't they abroad for money? That and the easy living? I look around. The office was huge. And by huge, I mean ill-proportioned and huge. It was set up to impress, but the effect was depress shun. I felt cold, bare, vulnerable. Miyazaki was supposed to be the tropics according to the travel book I had. A big many-paged brochure of misrepresentation. The desk was positioned at room center, I realized, as if someone had yanked it over here to get up and change a chandelier bulb. I look up. Above I saw some kind of paper popsicle stick affair for a light. I looked around. I see a window, but it's covered by a heavy curtain. And there's a type of alcove, a vase with ornamental grass in it. Lavish, this office. The lavish that is bad. The lavish that is the architect's flaw. This was a place for bad things to be drawn up. Twenty student and very best in the whole school, my brow went up. Hiro, Kawakami-san, school owner, in his suit and tie, had got the demonstrative adjective right, the the, when he said very best in the whole school. How had he done it? In my years on these islands, no Japanese got the the or the ah, or the an, correct. No matter how good, how fluent. How had he done it? That was the initial, the official moment that I knew a net was being laid out for me. A contract was in my hand, the English. It was remarkably clean, impressively heavy. Misspellings were everywhere, done purposely, perhaps, as if to lighten the affair, to make the contract laughable and benign, to have the effect, at least. So sign, sign, it means nothing. Mr. Broad Hair Ass is also American, said Tamikawa. No, no, not Tamikawa. Tamikawa was the Hiroshima boss. At the school where I worked, this new boss was Kawakami. I'm not American, I said, and good old Brad Harass saved the day. Our countries are good friends, he said, patting my knee. Who pats a knee? This might have been the first knee pat of my life. But we advanced over the moment my Canadian self not offended and intact. Brad Harris was the first black American I had seen since coming to Japan. He spoke Japanese like smoke creeping from a box, and smoke was creeping as now he exchanged swallowed words with Kawakami. The swallowed word is a Japanese level that is summits above mine. In their exchange, I took time to study how sensibly dressed Brad Harris was. In expensive clothes, in clothes with color and lightness. Was that my destiny? To end up dressing this way at $4,000 a month American? Harris was gifted with the intelligence of face, of ear, of eye. He looked at me and I looked away. But I could still see him. I watched him do that thing that foreigners do make their bodies small here in Japan, spongy, lenient, light, yet wholly engaged in eye contact. They would bend to the host in such a way to be the placeholder for Dostoevsky's idiot. What are the words? Oily, unctuous. Sycophantic, cut-string puppet, spineless, rollover. No John Wayne here on these Cone Islands. Do you have any questions, Randall? said Brad. They need you to sign the Japanese. Both, I mean. I signed the English contract and felt the cold steel of the manacles go over my wrists and slide up my bare ankles. I bowed, though sitting on my ass, taking inspiration from Brad Harris to get myself small, spongy in acceptance, to show myself grateful and floppy. Not enough. More floppy, rubbery, participatory. On knee now from the tatami floor. Get down. Say, oh, how can I better serve this example of deference. Become the better flatterer, the courtesan. I'm trying, damn it. I sat there, chained to the wall now, of this. What was it? A cafeteria? Yes, that's it. A dead old haunted cafeteria, this office. Derelict. Where onion ring and cold fry set rancid in some cold steel basket somewhere. I sniffed. Damp, must, mold, no wonder the hot baths. Very best, said Hiro-san, the finger up again, entering the air. He was talking class quality, of the class he was giving me. The students must be terrible. Why can't you read all this, I say to myself then, then? Yes, it's retrospective, but you knew then. Berry best, the school owner said again, and swallowed a bunch of air so much that I thought he hurt himself. I didn't repeat his berry as in berry best. I wanted to. Very well. The signing of the Sanskrit Japanese version, the contract, the thing had to be 18 pages, I signed. In Hirokawa, Kami's eyes didn't meet mine again. No finger came up. He was bent of head and shriveled like a yanked up blade of grass in the hot summer sun. His suit, having grown by four inches, turtle as living mass, receded. An exchange did occur with heads low between him and Brad. More of their pull-in-breath sound. More of their high-level, high-air-sucking level of communication. It was the conspiratorial level, a level I would never know because I wasn't giving my life to attain it. I saw some foreigners go with their kanji and hiragana textbooks. Not me. I was getting out of here one day. Brad must have started learning when he was one, back in L.A. or New York or wherever he was from. Maybe he was from here. Hirokawa Kami reached for the handle of a delicate, plastic coffee mug. The coffee woman had arrived and set down a tray before us. She did it like a flower opening using high-speed photography. She poured boss owner, commander of the school of 5,000 girls. She poured the two Americans, quotation marks. Next, she bowed and we bowed from our asses, and I could get no sense of her beauty or disbeauty. The girl vanished like the common cold. It was a time of laptops, of their being unleashed onto the world, and Hiro-san Kawakami had one. He turned to it, and this was cue for Brad and Randall to stand now and bow and leave the office, which they did, and that man, that school owner, didn't look up. It was a further obscenity, and it registered with me. In the hall, Harris said, See you around. Then he passed through a door, just as adept at disappearing as the locals were. See you around? Is that what he said? Sure it was. See you around? What the hell does that mean? That his job as an interpreter was over and done? So don't ever talk to Brad Harris again, whose Japanese language skill and good clothes puts him well above all. I was in an empty hall, left to figure out my way to the bullet train station. Damp, damp, damp. That's what I felt. Have you ever felt you've been sucked into something? You know it, but you let it happen. It's an electrical fire, the one that didn't burn the house down because they caught it. But the disturbed energy stays and stays, and the smell, is it a smell? No, it's a lessening, a rearrangement of molecules, the magnetic field upset and crying its eyes out. That was the feel, anyway, all through this big can of vending machine Sapporo beer I got on the bullet train platform. Money. Here for money. Is that right? You're 25. That's still pretty young. Maybe it's adventure. And it's change. Maybe that's the drive. I knew trouble was afoot, but watch me walk into it. I sold my things in Hiroshima, said a couple of staff room goodbyes. And then there was the girlfriend I had. I'd call her. A call would be better. I boarded the Shinkansen-bullet train slash bullet train. For the South, the next stage of my life on these Coney Island islands. Goodbye, Hiroshima. Sorry, but it's 4,000 American dollars a month. That's a lot of noodle. Also, well, you know, Hiroshima, how things didn't work out. Zip-zip through a mountain. Zip-zip into a tunnel I go. (laughs)